Push to shout. 76. How you doing? Let's chat. Let's have a nice, cordial discussion about video games. Um, it's almost E3. It is, but I know this is hype season, so this might be difficult. Hoipcast. Let's, let's try to keep, you know, let's be polite, Push to shout. be 76. nice gamers. How you doing? Not mean gamers. We Skippy. always are here on Push to Shout. What's up? Um, Before we get into the, all the hot leaks, the hype, the hottest rumors, leaks, and uh, tips, tricks, and skateboard moves, I um, I finally have played the Witcher expansions. Okay. And let me tell you, fucking amazing. Um, I I heard that Hearts of Stone is better than the main game. Hearts of Stone is incredible. I think it's the best part of the game so far. Damn. Uh, and uh, that's saying a lot because the main game has a few little storylines, like the Bloody Baron storyline and all that stuff. It, I think it's better than that, but I mean, you're comparing to the comparison's kind of meaningless. But it, it is so good; it goes places that the main game doesn't even really touch. Like, like um, in terms of like the fantasy style of it, like it's it's just a completely different kind of story. Uh. A it's different incredible. kind of story in what way? So, like, I'll, let me just tell you the concept. I don't think this will spoil it. Okay. Um, the concept is uh, you you meet a guy, and he's kind of mysterious, uh, and he sends you on a on a mission, on a, on a monster hunting mission, and uh, you get knocked out by the monster, and it turns out... So there was a, there's a toad in the Oxenfurt sewers and people women are going down there to kiss the toad because they they think it's a curse and that the toad is really a prince it's that fairy tale okay thing. um this is just a horny toad it's a giant horny toad <laughs> and um and it actually turns out it is a prince and when oh. you kill it it turns back into the prince but he's dead and he's a prince from Kovir some far off land and some soldiers come and they drag you away. You've been injured in the, in the fight. They drag you away and they're going to take you and execute you <laughs> for killing the prince. Uh, and a mysterious man, while you're on the brig in the ship, a mysterious man approaches you and asks if you'd like to be released, uh, escape. And you but say, there's well, a yeah. catch. He doesn't. I don't know if he says anything about a catch, but you're like, yeah, I would, and uh, and he walks away, and then like seconds later, a storm engulfs the ship, blows it to pieces, and you uh, get knocked out in the shipwreck, and they capture you again, but they've got you tied up, and you escape because you're Geralt, um, and then and then of course the mysterious man, yeah, you have your dues to pay, and so you meet him at a crossroads. And he gives you an offer that you can't refuse, that kind of thing. And he wow. is... is he like the devil? That's yes, kind of cool. He's like, he's like this god of some sort. And um, like he's, he's very clearly a higher being. Uh, but he's really mysterious, and it's, just, it's fascinating. I love it. Um, it's so good. And it's not all that long. I think it's like eight hours long, probably. And you get a few side quests. Um, but it's it's amazing, um, and so I got through that pretty quickly, and then I moved on to Blood and Wine, and uh, that one is a huh, uh, that one's the whole new area. 
Yeah, it's. Right. Uh, okay. I knew the new area was big. I didn't. I don't think I even realized the scale of it is literally like a city basically the size of Novigrad and landscape about the size of Velen. That's great. That's awesome. Because that's full, so. That's a lot of content. Yeah, full of quests too. I mean, like it's like you're like getting a new game basically. It's like The Witcher Four almost. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take me to to play, but uh, I'm also reading the books simultaneously. And uh, someone on Twitter told me that I should try to finish the books before I play the expansion. That's not going to happen, but I'd like to kind of keep up, keep up with them because there's a lot of characters that carry over and stuff. But um, it's so far it's really good too. It's about vampires, and uh, and the the, 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 the area, blood. yeah, the new area is completely different. I mean, it's like way like the whole color palette and everything is completely different. It's bright and and more fantastical and stuff. It's it's cool. It is a really, really cool game in general. Yeah, uh, I still have to finish it. I'm just yes, kind of I'm plotting through it at you a snail's pace. It. I don't know why. I'm enjoying it, but at um, least to play Hearts of Hearts of Stone. And of course, you can play Hearts of Stone. Like you can just start a new game and play Hearts of Stone. But I, I, I think it's worth just finishing the the main game first. Um, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I've gotten more used to the combat in The Witcher Three. On my second playthrough. After like reaching level like fifteen or twenty, if you unlock the right skills, it makes the combat way more bearable. People always complain about the combat, what and skills? I was complaining about the combat. There's one in particular where you can dodge, and while you're dodging, you're invincible. Oh shit! That's okay, like I need that. A necessity. I need that. Uh, there's another one where uh, adrenaline points give you the ability to cast spells. Uh, that one's really useful. Uh. Oh no! Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Um, it says that there's internet issues? connection problem, and I'm actually having to duck down right now. Uh, like, cause the Skype thing it raised the little bar up at the bottom, and I now we lost the video. Yeah, yeah, it raised the little bar up at the bottom, so it forced me out of view, <laughs> and <laughs> and because it's like uh the new OBS and not the um not the the cool older OBS. It takes fucking forever to crop anything. So I updated OBS. It still says zero dropped frames, so and mumbles I mean, working fine. Yeah, I'm not. But there's no lag. Uh, so I guess we're just looking at some Skype pictures now. It's a good That's podcast, fine. ladies and gents. Um, um, if it, if you go back on, I'll just give you a call. But did you have anything whatever. more to say about Wisher? Um. Well, yeah. Just if you if you upgrade your character in the right way and you figure out how the combat works. It gets way better about halfway through the main game as you level up. I, like Most of my complaints about the combat are gone now. Like It's not great. It's not Dark Souls, but it's it's decent. Um, it, it, in fact, some of the fights can be pretty exciting, especially once you start learning like the uses for all the different uh, signs and all that stuff. It, it, it gets way better. The combat in that game, it's never enough to to really irritate me or anything but there's just some times where it just doesn't work the way you want it to like it's very strict about how it'll let you dodge and sometimes you'll kind of get backed into a weird corner or something and yeah you can't really dodge anywhere some monsters that don't feel like they should be that hard are incredible like drowners if you fight like three yeah once it's like one of the hardest drowners game and it shouldn't be but it's just because of the way they like lunge at you and stuff and that all gets fixed once you unlock abilities i i wish it didn't make you unlock the abilities to make the combat viable because 
really, I mean, it isn't good until you start unlocking that stuff. Um, but once you do, you start feeling way more powerful. And, I mean, the game's still challenging, especially the expansions kick up the difficulty quite a bit. Um, but the game's, so the game's challenging, but, you know, if you use your potions and all that stuff, you're, if you prepare and you know how to fight, it, it, it it's good. So it's kind of exactly what it should be. It, like, makes you really prepare and think about how you're going to complete the fight. Um, so, yeah, good, good fucking game. Okay. Yeah, I need to, I need to get back into it. Uh, I've been playing basically only Majora's Mask for the past week. Um, uh, so I guess I'll talk a little more about it this time than I did last. It's, I've gotten a lot farther and it's really sinking in. I didn't really get the full picture when I played it as a little, little tyke. Uh, that is a very bleak game. Um, and I know that everybody says that about Majora's Mask, but um, it's more even than what I was expecting. Uh, I mean, just the basic setup of it, where you complete a side quest and you help somebody out in their hour of need, and everything's great, and they, they do a little dance maybe and thank you and give you a reward. But then when you reset the clock, all their troubles are back, but you already got the reward. And yeah that's true of every quest in the game including the main quests so <laughs> every area has its own like trouble when you go there like the swamp is full of poison and the the ocean is dying and the water is going murky and the uh the mountain is trapped in an eternal winter and it's stuff like that and when you kill the boss in that area it's this you know, it's a little cutscene where the the ice is all thawing out and everyone's back to normal. And in any other game, that would be the end, and then you really have no reason to go back there. But in Majora's Mask, the very second you reset the cycle, everything's terrible again. And I don't know; it's just such a strange feeling. <laughs> um, yeah. Because you do have reasons to revisit those areas. There's side quests and things to do, and it's just so odd. Where it's like I. I saved these people, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And most, and that's another thing that there's no way that you can help everybody at once, because the time is so limited. A lot of quests they demand your attention over the entire three-day cycle, and so you really can only by the end of any given set of three days, there's only going to be two or three happy people in the entire world, <laughs> and then it's all set to zero. Um, yeah, and there's just this, this sense of death coming from every corner of that game. Um, the transforming masks, they're all dead people, and they're just like the, the hollowed out versions of their faces, and whenever you put them on, it's, it looks painful, um, and he, yeah, it, yeah, it's that animation. such a cool game. There's really nothing like it in that series, and, um... I don't know, it's just got such a, a sense of focus where every character has a schedule, they're going to be somewhere at this time, and you can you could set your, your watch to the way that these characters move around the world. Yeah. And well, I, I, well, uh... they stand out probably more than any other NPCs that I know of. Um, I, I know that there's characters in a lot of games that are have more interesting stories in themselves, but... You know, any kind of game with with the generic villagers, they don't do it as well as Majora's Mask because 
every single person, every NPC, has their little story that you can find, and they have a routine. And because they only had to do three days, everybody has a very specific and well-thought-out routine. It's just, it's really neat. It's a really neat game. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about E3 later, but I was thinking about Zelda and how Nintendo's going to be showing the new Zelda game and how I'm really worried that it's just going to be the most standard Zelda game imaginable. I'm worried about it, too. Uh, I guess we can talk... Because there's more to E3 than just Zelda. So I guess we can talk about the E3 Zelda now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much there is to talk about because I don't think there's been... We can talk about our fears, maybe. Because I've got some fears. I'll tell you what my fear is. My fear is they're making this open-world Zelda game. Yep. And that that's going to be the thing about this Zelda game. And everything else about it is just going to be Zelda. And... It, it, it's just, I feel like it's not going to have any personality beyond, like, look, it's, we're, we're Nintendo, and we've done something crazy that other games have been doing for a decade and a half with, like, this really expansive open world. I don't know. I, it just seems really uh, worrisome to me. Yeah, there's, there's a few things that worry me <laughs> with the new Zelda. The first is that it's open world. We saw Metal Gear Solid Five. The stress of making an open world game is so demanding. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think that was Metal Gear Solid Five's problem, but well, I think uh, that was one of its problems. Maybe like yeah. it, it was certainly a drain on resources and time yeah. that could have been better spent. And sure. even though a lot of care was put into Metal Gear's open world elements, there still never was quite the highs of sneaking around a well designed scenario yeah, that was present in world, in like, three or even Ground Zeroes. I always felt like each little base or village or whatever could have just been its own little area and that would have been fine because you're very rarely moving between them. You're very rarely taking advantage of the wide open world. Um, Right. And at least, you know, Zelda has the horse and, you know, going through the fields is something that it could do. But I don't know, man. They've done two games with big overworlds before. They did Skyward Sword and Wind Waker. Yeah. And in Wind Waker, it wasn't so much of a problem as it was in Skyward Sword. But for the most part, these big-ass worlds they make are just empty. They have not shown that they can populate a large amount of space with interesting content. And now that the entire gimmick, if you want to call it that, is that it's an open world, I, I, is there going to be anything in it? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that's got me worried Two is kind of like what you were saying that it might just be the most standard Zelda imaginable. I you know, I don't play, replaying Majora's Mask now has 100% cemented it for me that I really don't need to go back to Hyrule. There's yeah. so many cool ideas that could get made with the dungeon crawling formula and like Link and you I don't need to go to Hyrule. I don't need to fight Ganon. But I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, I think it's just going to be Zelda, but open world. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to play that. I will, of course. I'm going to buy all these games, basically, <laughs> unless they actually become irredeemable somehow. But see, that's but the problem. You're part of the problem. Part of the problem. Well, I think Nintendo knows that everyone's going to buy a Zelda game, no matter what it's like. So it's like, we'll just make a Zelda game. Yeah, but even like the worst 3D Zeldas have still been worth playing. Well, sure. And I mean, worth I'm the not money. Saying it's gonna, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a bad game, but 
you know, it, it's not going to have like, like Wind Waker was an open world game, sure. First of all, it benefited from being on islands. That was where all the content was, was just separate islands. But also, it had a style. It had, it was a completely different world. It, it, it was its own thing. And same same thing as far as I can tell from Majora's Mask. Well, just, this one just looks like it's just going to be what, like... <laughs> it most... looks like green fields, which is a little... Wor- they haven't shown us that much. No, yeah, you've just seen, like, glimpses of it. But, yeah, the fact that that's how they show off the open world means that's what the world is. It's yeah. rolling green fields. Um, I don't know. I, um, I'm a, I am a little worried about that stuff. But what gives me a little bit of hope, I was uh, reading for the first time the Iwata Asks. It was one of the last Iwata Asks that he did um, with uh, A.G. Onoma. I can't pronounce his name, but the Zelda director guy. Uh, and he was talking with Iwata and they were describing the process of remaking Majora's Mask. And what they did, the director put together this what-in-the-world list, he called it, where he went through the entire game and um, anything that made him go, what? why is this this way, he made a note of, and then that was delivered to the team that was responsible for remaking it. And um. so that was one little neat thing. But the more directly relevant thing is uh, he was describing what made Majora's Mask special accurately. It's not one of those things where it was a total fluke and like they may not have known what they were making, because that seems very possible with Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, he even like outright said Ocarina of Time was a welcoming game, whereas Majora's Mask was a challenge. And so, I don't know. It seems like they're ki- he's aware that one thing he said was that he was very, very surprised by how good the reception was to the announcement of um, Majora's Mask. He wasn't expecting it. To- All right, what have <laughs> you done anything other than Majora's Mask? Uh, not really. I mean, I start my real job next week, so just basically that. Uh, stuff. So yeah, this this stream's basically fucked completely. So whatever, whatever. you get, you get. Anyway. Whatever. Uh. Recording's going, so... Yeah, I don't have that much to say, video Um, game-wise. Yeah, video game-wise, I'm done, too. I I played a lot of Overwatch. A shit ton of Overwatch, but not much more new stuff to say about that. Overwatch. Mm, uh, mm. (laughs) Um, Have you been watching Game of Thrones? No. I I stopped caring about Game of Thrones, like, a few years ago, and it, it never got to the point where I, like, hated it or anything. Yeah, but uh, you know, it just I I got bored. I got really I'm, bored. I'm still watching it, but I'm also bored and frustrated with like I'm not gonna spoil it or anything. But oh my god, it's just every episode that goes by, I care less and less. And and the show's formulaic to the point where like oh they introduce a new character and they try really hard to make him likable, and it's like oh well he'll probably die in this episode. And then he dies, and it's like, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and it's just like, I get it. Everything's shocking, and and then they and then they like they try to surprise you with something, and it's like, no, the internet already figured this out like six months ago. I, well, I would say that's kind. I mean, it's hard to. 
there are some definite main characters in the in the show, but the show's always been about like following a ton of different people, and like some of them you don't even know why why you're following their story until it finally ties into the rest of the thing. But like, I don't. So I don't think that'd be a valid complaint about the show. But it it makes the main character's story really boring, and you don't care about it, and you just want it to get to the part where it matters because you know it's building to something. And you, you know what it's building to, but it's taking forever to get there, and then it'll and then it'll start a little subplot that you don't give a shit out that just wastes time. It it, it drives me crazy. Um, so I'm kind of I'm not done with. I'll keep watching it because who who cares? It's an hour a week, but oh, it's, it's too it's much tough. for me. I couldn't. Yeah. And I also realize like how much I forget about the show. Like it starts making callbacks, and I'm. Oh yeah, that happened, and I completely forgot it happened because the show's been going on for so long. And eh, eh. it's kind of sad because I, I really did like it. I liked the, the concept of Game of Thrones a lot, but yeah, I, caring less and less about it. I, I sorry, this this is about the stream again. I think I found a stable compromise. Just some white text, black background. We're good. So, uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about E three? Yeah, hell yeah, we want to talk about E3. Okay, I think That's we want to talk about E3. About. First, let's get the big stuff out of the way. Big guns, what everybody has been dying for. Watch Dogs 2. Oh. Yes, the people asked for it. We're clamoring, Skip. <laughs> Indeed, they were. Have you ever heard a mob clamor? <laughs> well, you, well, you, you know. haven't heard them clamor like this. You jest, but... That is the biggest news, from what I can tell, from like how the internet has reacted. For whatever reason, people are talking about Watch Dogs 2 as if it's something that anyone should care about. Which, do you not learn from your mistakes? I don't understand. It's like Watch Dogs 1 didn't even happen. That's how people are acting. Like, oh, it looks really neat. Oh, it looks like maybe they're fixing the problems that one had. What, what, what evidence are you basing this on? Um, irrational hope. It looks like the same game, but still, except why even have any hopes pinned on these games? I don't know. Why would you have any hopes pinned on Ubisoft game in general? Exactly. Um, there are people who are very concerned about the fate of the Assassin's Creed series, and you can shop for your clothes. And you can buy snapbacks. So that's exciting. Um, can you yeah, excited? I, I just. Uh, I don't know. That was I, that was something I noticed from the the gameplay trailer. I'm um, glad to see this movie it, yeah. in this. I'm glad it's representation in Watch Dogs. Just uh, like Battlefield One. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just that's not going to be a game. There's like no way it's going to be a good game. Yeah. There's no way. So. Well, I think that's, we're that's may past the point where um, Assassin's Creed Two can happen. Assassin's Creed Two Two. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to play Assassin's Creed Two. Or I, I, not that I didn't get to play. I just never did. I heard that was really it was a good. Great game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think they can do that again in the state that they're in. They, why no. would they? Why would they? They can. Yeah. They can get the the whole internet hyped up over Watch Dogs Two of all no things. Reason. Literally no reason. What was good about Watch Dogs? What What is a single appealing? Well, factor says, of like, Watch Dogs. Oh, well, conceptually, it's good. Well, yeah, that you can see that in literally every Ubisoft game. Conceptually, it's good. 
The execution never holds up. It's theoretically good. Yeah. I'm well aware of, but it actually, like, became one of my favorite games. Um, it, it maybe doesn't deserve that. <laughs> but I'm worried. It was, it was a good game. It was a good game, but it, it has some serious flaws. But, um,. My worry is that they didn't realize what made that game good, and they're just kind of making another game and just kind of winging it. And and they've talked about, like, oh, yeah, this was going to have more action. It's going to be more That's action-y. a little bit of a bad sign. And they're including mandatory boss fights and stuff, which is a huge complaint that people had. Uh, such a big complaint that they had to fix it in a re-release. They, of all the things that Deus Ex just doesn't need it's boss lights yeah it's so bizarre that that that's something that they're sticking with so that that's kind of like it just seems like a general outlook on what made the first game good we need to do that again is backwards it's ass backwards um and the general style of it too just doesn't appeal to me very much i don't think but i really like the orange of uh yeah revolution what they call the piss filter but i think it was a great sense of uh it gave a sense of atmosphere and style that, like, it made it really unique, and, and I, I I liked it. It was a good style. It that was. It was memorable. style. Um, so, yeah. I, I, whatever. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We will. Um, E3, th- this is a, a little uh, dose of reality, or it was for me, when I realized that I'm actually going to be working. I'm going to be at work during E3, and that's never been true before. So I was at work I'm gonna last miss year. out on the latest leaks, tips, was, and skateboard tricks. I was at work and I was carrying around my phone while uh, doing my duties and stuff, uh, catching bits and pieces of it. But um, Sony I, now conference. I have more desk job than I did then. Oh, okay. And so I think I'll just be able to bring my laptop and just literally just watch it at work. Uh, I don't think anyone would bother me about that, so I'll probably just do that. <laughs> um, well, don't spoil anything for me. Um, I'm going to be live-tweeting, man. I always live-tweet. Well, I'm not going to be checking Twitter. I'm going to be making all the tweets. Don't call my phone and inform me of the latest leaked okay. Twitter tricks. I'll text them to you. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> Gwent's going to be a real game. Gwent, <laughs> Gwent is apparently... They've trademarked Gwent as like a standalone thing, which I'm not surprised about, but... Uh, it's a good idea. Change, it's a great idea. They're going to have to change the game significantly, though, to uh, to make it work in a multiplayer context because it's it's broken. Like, Gwent is broken. It works great as a single player thing where you're just getting all these cards and getting better than everyone, but <laughs> as a competitive thing, it would just be a disaster if they if they just ported it as is, which I'm sure they wouldn't do. Um, but yeah, I I love I love the cult following that Gwent has has captured. Yeah, um, I when I was playing the beginning of Witcher Three, I enjoyed the couple games of Gwent that I played, but I got really into the story of the game itself. Yeah, and then just started doing the quests, and then I got to the new areas, and everybody's deck were too strong, and so yeah. I would have to go back. I will eventually go do it. Go yeah, go back. But it's just play Gwent against all the people that are like you know it has like a Gwent quest line or whatever. Yeah, if you just play Gwent against all those people, um, it actually pays off. Really? Yeah, there's actually like a quest involved with like an that. actual story. Yeah. Okay. But you have to be good at Gwent to do it. Um, do you enter a Gwent tournament and yeah. unlock the heart of the cards? And I don't know about that, but you enter a tournament <laughs> and uh, and it, it, it starts. A, I mean, it's not a big quest, but 
it's it's fun because you start acquiring the cards and you get better and better at it and you start smoking people once you like figure it nice. out and it's, it's just kind of fun we love to smoke um, here yeah sure. we, we always uh Nabby herb 420 up um they're why re-releasing put, why'd you put skyrim they're re-releasing skyrim uh. <laughs> everyone's calling it a remaster it's not going to be a remaster they might upgrade the graphics um they won't really minor it's they just going to be on ps4 and xbox one probably it's slightly it's better graphics be literally support um people say that the main reason they're probably doing it is to have uh mod support on those consoles because they're trying to like implement mods on the console you know i don't know that whole thing just seems like a disaster waiting to happen like like making mods an official part of the game just you you have to monitor it to such an extent like it means there's so many copyright breaking and R-rated mods that and plus the mods people make often like usually what happens with these games that are moddable someone comes out with what do they call it like a base mod kit I guess like script extenders yeah. yeah you have to run it to to download the other mods and have them work and I don't know if they'll be able to support that on the consoles like, unless Bethesda go all in with it which knowing Bethesda that's far too much work they don't <laughs> like work no they not like work Bethesda so I, I'm just not not confident about I, that but I played if you're playing Skyrim on a console you deserve it so I played it that's true I did play enough um, minutes of Fallout 4 to really <laughs> learn how much work Bethesda likes doing yeah so uh, five years to make those all those games um, that is that is actually insane like how can that take that long? It can't. It just well, I mean, it can't. In their defense, they do have a small team working on the like they 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 work with a relatively tiny team, and that's part of the reason it takes so long. But still, those games are just Bethesda. Man. They ain't good. Uh, speaking of Bethesda, Prey Two is apparently going to be a thing. Oh uh, yeah, that was canceled ages ago, right? Ages ago, yeah. Uh. Apparently they gave it to another studio. I, I think these are all rumors, but they're almost... Oh, so Bethesda would be publishing it? Yeah. Okay, um, well that's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely for the best, but I still don't trust Bethesda as a publisher. They did but Dishonored. Dishonored's really good. I've heard I've heard Dishonored's very good. I, I played a little bit of it. I Actually, I think I own it. I need to play more of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be great. I... I I hope they stick with the concept that they had originally, which is like, oh, you're a bounty hunter, and it has almost nothing to do with the original Prey, which is a Did you play the original game. Ray? No, I, I mean, I've seen it play. I know, I know about it. Um, and yeah, the concept that they had for Prey 2 had nothing to do with it. Like, it was just very, very loosely based on a tiny event that happened in in the first game, and, and it's a completely different character and all that. Uh, but... We'll see. Uh, it's a very cool concept. If it works, if it doesn't work, then it's it's going to be super lame. I can see it being a watchdog situation where everyone starts freaking out about it because it sounds awesome and then isn't. Um, which is, I, I I was impressed that they canceled the original Prey Two because everyone was so pumped up about it. They could have made money on that even if it was a bad game, and apparently they decided no 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 this is not this is not a good game. We need to scrap this and they seem to have their they're with about them as publishers i don't remember i didn't play elder scrolls online nor ever will i 
but it doesn't seem like they've been shoveling garbage out no. the door at Bethesda. But I mean, apparently uh, Doom is a Bethesda published game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. So it's, and, and I heard really good things phenomenal. about that I gotta play. I wanna play. I need to get it. Um, because, I mean, apparently it is phenomenal. Um, I don't have the nostalgia of Doom, though. I never played it as a, as a kid, a wee lad. But um, still, it seems like it's a great game. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 it's awesome. I really do. Uh, the original Prey 2 cinematic trailer is one of the best cinematic trailers that's ever been made. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I don't know if this doesn't count as E3 news, I guess, but it is news. Uh, the new Destiny expansion. Everybody has to prepare themselves. Because we're going to be talking about Destiny? Yeah, and everyone... It, it's going to ruck their world, so I just yeah. want to give them a chance to prepare for well, this groundbreaking information. The only information. reason I'm mentioning this is because there's, there's one interesting bit about it, but they're, they're coming out with a new Destiny expansion. Uh, the interesting part about it, I know nothing about it, except that it's only going to be on the Xbox One and PS4. So they're just ditching the old platforms. Um, which I was kind of surprised to to hear. I thought they would just do that with Destiny 2, but apparently they're making a new gen or current gen only expansion, which is, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting. Um, I'm reading the synopsis of it, and this is just, it's everything wrong with Destiny in like one sentence. Who gives a shit about Destiny? Guardians must rise to the challenge to take their place as the next generation of Iron Lords. Along the way, they will join forces with a legend from humanity's golden age to defeat a plague of unstoppable evil once and for all. They just make shit up. Yeah. That's Destiny. They just make a bunch of crap up as they go <laughs> along, and they just... DLC... Sure, it totally fits Destiny, because Destiny is just a bunch of made-up garbage. And that's Nobody what DLC is, they just the make it up. Nobody I I did. They just want more... I know you I did, bought it. you're no longer playing it. Exactly. There are a lot of people who are still playing it, and they don't give a shit. That seems to be the theme of, <laughs> yeah. of the next few weeks. Uh, that is something that... Shamelessly not giving a shit. Something that concerns me a lot... Um, this was actually in the context of GTA V. GTA V also came out with a recent update, and I was reading about it, and it's an online-only thing. So, like, they've added some cars... And apparently they are still supporting GTA 5 quite a bit. They've added some cars and stuff, but you can only use them online. They don't add them to the single-player game. Uh, which I thought was weird, and then I had an epiphany that... Why would they add them to the single-player game? The only people playing GTA 5 are the people playing it online. And the only reason they're supporting it online is because those people are stupid enough to give them a bunch of money through microtransactions. Um... Which I imagine has to be happening. Like apparently, there's a very large GTA Five online community, yeah. uh, and I assume a lot of them are paying money. And uh, gotta get the Megalodon card. I was, I was thinking, what does that mean for the future of Rockstar? Are they going to realize how much more of a money maker persistent online gameplay is, and just say like, well, why don't we just make that kind of game? I, I hope it. it really hard I talk. hope it just means that they're going to continue. At, at, hmm. I mean, GTA Five sold like like maybe Fuck. better than any other game ever. Like, it's it sold incredibly well, made them a ton of money. So 
they, they don't need to change the formula from GTA 5. But it still scares me just the thought of like, God, what if they just said like, well, multiplayer is the future, and multiplayer keeps people playing and keeps people paying money. We could we could charge a subscription or or charge for uh, for for clothing and and skins and apps. yeah, like okay, so they've been talking, not talking about it explicitly, but they've been sort of vaguely teasing. The publisher has that. Red Dead is a, a series that we continue to support, or something like that. Sure. They've said things to that effect. And I could see a new Red Dead game having the single player, I don't know, not get the love it needs in favor of a sprawling microtransaction addled multiplayer mode. I think it would be more likely with a game like GTA, but Red Dead will probably be... We'll probably get a Red Dead game before we'll get a GTA game. Um, although with Rockstar, who the fuck knows? <laughs> God, they could be going the way of Valve, where they just... They don't need to make games anymore. They can just keep putting cars in Grand Theft Auto I mean, that's what I'm worried about. is like... Because uh, they don't call it... I mean, I call it I call it GTA 5 Online, but it's GTA Online. Yeah. They purposely removed the 5. Because they realized, well, this will be something that we can continue to support, and we don't want to bog it down by attaching it arbitrarily to the fifth GTA game. The engine was so good that they don't need another one for a long time. For Yeah, I mean, if you're Bethesda, you never need another engine. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to see Bethesda make uh, MMOs? They're not they made, MMOs, uh, but, well, uh, they, Bethesda didn't make it, but they made Elder Scrolls Online. When are they going to make a uh, little sandbox action piece of crap? What was that? Do you, do you remember that from the game? Oh, it's right. Where the, there was just a sweepstakes. Game, you might win a yeah. million dollars. Please yep. play our game. Damn. That actually sure got, still that got my play. Oh, there you go. There you go. I, I don't know why. I. Whew, it makes me sick. It makes me fucking sick. <laughs> uh, just, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Whatever. But. I don't know. I I mean, I don't think that'll happen to Rockstar, but just the mere possibility of it is is terrifying, and it makes me sad about video games. Um, it just it seems like a lot of uh, the old guard of prestige game developers are going that way. Yeah, because it's where the money is, and to them, it's where the future is. And unfortunately, we've already seen developers destroyed by chasing that dream um just today i was reading about uh i think it was like the project design lead or something on um the sim city game did an interview oh, the um the super botched ea one yeah okay uh he did an interview where he said here was here was why here was our biggest problem with sim city and it was that ea was trying to chase this idea of this will be a game that we just continue to support. So it's online only, and we update it and support it, and people keep playing it because it's online, and we do microtransactions and all that shit. And it it destroyed the game from the beginning. Like, from like it, it just from the inside out, that game was destroyed because that concept couldn't be sustained. Um, it, it held back the development of that game significantly and made it worse. That's dark. Uh, and, and now Maxis isn't even a thing anymore. 
uh, yeah, it is dark. <laughs> it's, the, it's the reality of, of video games. Uh, ugh. And now, Jesus. I really hope Nintendo doesn't go that way. I, 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 am very I mean, they're, they're weird. The NX is, they're weird so that... enough that maybe they can be isolated from it for a while, but, uh, oh man. We don't know what the NX is. What if that's the always online ecosystem that uh, that Xbox didn't have the cojones to follow through with? Yeah. Damn. I don't know. I doubt. But I do think Nintendo is going to move towards a mobile game. I think I think you'll be seeing more and more mobile game-like features from them. Uh, but we'll see. Jeez. Oh, um, I know. I mean, I video, games, video games are pressing. Uh, Speaking of depressing, this I don't really know, this is a terrible fate. This isn't too depressing. So it, it just depends, I guess, on who you are. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I don't know if it's out or if it's about to come out. Okay, uh, somebody told me it came out, but I, I think they're lying. I don't know. Because it seems Steam, not possible. Steam, yeah. I don't know about it. Well, it's uh, EA, so. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, oh, it, but anyway. It came out. When the hell did this happen? It came out this week, Two right? days ago. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Uh, so people have been playing that, and, and the, from what I've seen, there's a very mixed response. Um, we've got people who are praising it and saying, oh, yeah, it's 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 the core of what I liked about Mirror's Edge uh, put into combat. an open-world system. The combat's Both been the improved. Combat. The free running has been improved, and it focuses on like getting from point A to point B as fast as possible. It's almost like a racing game. Uh, and then I've seen a lot of other people say, "Well, the story sucks. The open world doesn't do anything. Uh, all the side missions are the same and don't add anything to the game." It, I don't know. Some people hate it, and some people love it. I'm interested in it. It seems like the kind of thing I would like. Uh, I never played but, Mirror's Edge, but the you the thi- no, I never did. Shit. But what makes it kind of appealing to me is just the parkour. I don't, I don't care about that story. Whenever I would see those cutscenes in the original with like the uh, animated, yeah, like characters, that just turned me off. And the story, I mean, the story might as well have been non-existent in the original. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it did not have an interesting story, and apparently the sequel doesn't have an interesting story either. Uh, but you still wanted to get through the game because the it was really I think the strongest point was the environments were so interesting uh, and and it was so much fun to make your way through them and so that's kind of what the sequel seems to be focusing on so it seems like a good thing uh, but yeah I know I, I want to try it but I think it, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like okay I'll wait for it to be half off or something uh, that'll probably take some years but we'll see. It looks like um, it wasn't given the the love they were expecting from mainstream review sites. I'm seeing I'm like sure. six point eight seven. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that the reviews were that bad. I I, I like how we have it... to say that bad for above average scores. <laughs> well, Even yeah, though that's I, an old point, but it still is yeah. just a strange thing. But uh, I mean it it they made it for the the relatively small Mirror's Edge 1 fans, which are uh, not tiny, they're not, like, I mean, there's a lot of them, 
but they're not a you know it is not a mainstream game and they luckily they didn't try to make it a mainstream thing so we should all be happy for that like they could have turned it into a shooter which is what everyone was worried about and apparently you can't even pick up guns which is a even more oh you can't shoot guns was. i don't think you can that's shoot good guns at all that's really um, good news. Mirror's Edge 1, you could pick up guns, but you couldn't really carry them very far or anything. Um, but yeah, I think completely removed that mechanic. Uh, so That's like, good to hear. So they're obviously, they obviously did not design it for the, for the common denominator of the, of the video game playing community. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it should satisfy most Mirror's Edge fans as a Mirror's Edge. Well, it's not like a sequel. It's like a reboot or whatever, but... um. It seems good. It seems like Mirror's Edge. It seems like more Mirror's Edge. So I, I don't know. Uh, I guess if you didn't like the first one, you definitely won't like the second one. But it seems alright. And I like the first one a lot. I, I I recommend you play through it. It would it, it would hold up. I mean, there's probably some style about is really it that interesting. would be hard to get past. But it, it's yeah, it's got a fantastic style and it's not that long. It's just a single player linear experience and and it's. It's probably like ten bucks right now, so I think it's yeah. singing my library somewhere. Was it was it ever on Steam? It seems like it came yes, out back I when so. they put the games on Steam. I might I'm have sure it. it was. Um I've got so, I've got so many games I know, that I've never there's, played. There's some games where it's like I think every week I'm like, Oh should I need to play that and then I get in the Witcher or something and I never yeah, I've got Mirror's Edge on Steam right now. Um, I've got 13 hours played, and I think I played through it like one and a half times. So it's not that long. Um, although I don't know if it's an accurate play. Whatever. Um, but I've got Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein, the newest Wolfenstein game. The new order? Yeah, I've got that on Steam. And, and I've also got the South Park game on Steam. That was those a good are like game. games that I was really excited to play, and I haven't even installed them. The South Park <laughs> so. game wasn't worth... 60 bucks, but well, it was, pay, yeah, it was I cool. I pay full price for either one, but um, yeah, they're just sitting there, not being played. But I, I'm definitely going to play them, but it's like, when? When am I going to fucking get around to playing those? I don't know. Great. Getting into old games is tough. Yeah. It, not like to or dated or anything, that's not really what I mean. I mean, just yeah, the act those are old, but... just the act of installing an old game and playing it and getting into it, like investing in it, I don't know, it just seems to take a lot of mental energy. I don't know. Maybe I'm I mean, just I know weird what you mean. Like uh, that, but it, it was hard for me to even get back to... I mean, not, not once I started playing it, but like it took me a while to get around to start... You know, I, it took me forever to get to these Witcher expansions that I've had for a while. Um, it's just like, once you move past a game, I'll never, I'll probably never touch Metal Gear Solid 5 again. <laughs> And well, I love that well, game. I still love that game. I, I, I just, what I, I never touched the online version, which that doesn't seem great, but it was interesting enough that like I wanted to try it. I've never just, played Metal Gear Online. Yeah, me either. So Not I once. don't know. And here, Metal Gear Solid Five sits in my Steam library, uninstalled, and uh, yeah, I don't think I'll install it again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe I'll try the Metal Gear Online eventually, but that's I don't it. Know. It's it's even more true for games that have not aged gracefully, like System Shock Two. Oh um, yeah, I tried. I tried. Yeah, my system. friend yeah. keeps trying to get me to play System Shock Two, and I I'm sure it's a great game, 
but yeah. it's you know you you have to be ready <laughs> you have to be ready for it because it's, it's very very old uh yes <laughs> i i never tell people to play morrowind even though i love it because it's too old it's it's games have gotten are bad um it's kind of like that with um the the first mother game rpgs are easier there's just a lot of menus so earthbound yeah. i could recommend to somebody the first mother game i wouldn't <laughs> if if you want to stumble into that on your own not you you would never, because you've already expressed your distaste for these old RPG systems. Yeah, pretty much. But even somebody who likes that kind of thing generally, there's just a point where we've gotten better at making games. I don't know if games are better creatively <laughs> on the whole, but we've yeah. just gotten better at making whatever ideas exist. UIs and usability yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, just simple, like, concerns for playability like how is the player going to save um in mother one that required four different like text prompts it, it's miserable it's miserable to just do anything in that game and that kind of misery is all over the place in old games where yep. you it's just something that you want to do didn't even realize at, at right the time. we've been spoiled some yep. say but it's how it should always have been i mean it's yeah, just it's people didn't know. Better, people but... didn't know to do things better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Watch Dogs, the complete edition, is the fifth most most sold game on Steam right now. Holy shit. Uh, it is 70% off, though. So I guess that's a good reason. But still, what the hell? I, I noticed this. This is not so much about a particular game, but um, I've... I, like I, I looked at the Dark Souls Three subreddit, and I, I've just been seeing, and this is not just on Reddit; it's on lots of places online, but on Twitter. The Dark Souls Two defense team seems to have been yeah. assembling, and I've seen I've seen a huge amount of defense for Dark Dark Souls Two. I've Ever now seen dozens of separate people say that Dark Souls 2 is their favorite Souls game. Yeah. And that the music in Dark Souls 2 is the best, and they like the bosses the most. Ugh. And they're not joking. And I'll say, I'll, I'm, I, from what I've seen, most of it has been defending the multiplayer aspects, which, I, sure. I'm I'm not including that. I have seen, if, if I did that, then it'd be in the hundreds. But, I mean, just, I, I don't get it. Some people just think strange. Maybe we're the weird ones, huh? I don't think so. I, think I don't think so either. I think here's what I always blame it on, and this is probably not fair. Teeming not masses of unclean. What I blame it on is it's Reddit, and Reddit sucks. Well, no, it's not just Reddit. Reddit sucks. Yes, Reddit does suck. You are. 100% you know one of the things correct. that I really hate about Reddit. So I've been I've been seeing a lot more Reddit stuff lately because at work it's so easy to go on Reddit. Because um, it looks like a website. It's white. It's got some blue text. And it's just easy. Like it's just yeah. really quick consumption of of information. Uh, I hate everything about it though. Uh, yep. Especially here's my here's what I've determined to be what I hate most about Reddit. The ability to edit your post. That is where annoying. The, someone will get the top comment 
because they've been upvoted enough and they'll edit it and they'll be like edit wow top comment i can't believe it thanks guys or or they'll get a bunch of responses <laughs> i they said can't something. believe my top yeah, comments they, they said, they said peepees and they doo-doo. said something vague or stupid or both and they say edit well calm down people i didn't mean this here's what i actually meant and it's like yeah that pisses me off so much i don't know why it's such a small thing I just hate Reddit. I, I have like this image of everyone behind a red post, and I hate them, and I want to strangle them. It's one of most fair. consistently. This okay. So here's how I can rope in Overwatch this week. I knew I'd found some way. <laughs> um, me and the people I play with, uh, Nick especially, we love just uh, being over the top with our shit talk. Sure. Um, just like, to the point of being intentionally annoying. So after every game, we immediately say, "Easy." Just the letters "easy," yeah. even G-G-E-Z. if it was extremely difficult. Too um, easy. And well, we all make sure we do it together. And then people inevitably respond, "Why would you? Why would you be this toxic? Uh, you know that it was a good game." toxic gaming community exactly and then we just go to them on more and it's fun it's fun to do that that's the part of the fun of the game and when people talk shit to you it just makes beating them next round more satisfying and you can't take it too seriously or there's something wrong with you but but on reddit that is not a popular opinion no i wouldn't imagine it, really there was i saw somebody else um make a response to a post complaining about toxicity in the Overwatch community. And then they were just like, you know, I think that trash talk is a, a fun, important part of online multiplayer games. Uh, downvoted, lay downvoted <laughs> to hell. And everyone was like responding just with these completely overblown, well, maybe you enjoy being a cunt to other people that you don't person. even... Yes, I, that was specifically you're that phrase was used. Of history. Not that. You're a bad person <laughs> was thrown out there. And, uh, that's, my, my least favorite, that's my least favorite thing in general. I have a lot of least favorite things. But you're on the wrong side of history is one of my least favorite arguments online, period. Yep. I hate it when people say that. Well, it's true. You are in the on. history. That's why you're so upset. Yeah. But, uh, so I got involved. I shouldn't have. Oh, God. And, uh, so I said, forget what it was that I said exactly, but, um, I said I like doing that too. And somebody responded, I said, oh, I remember. I said, you shouldn't take it so seriously. It's just a game. It's not real. And they said, oh, it's not real, um, just because it's digital? Well, what if I hacked your bank account and emptied all your money, huh? What about the... Like, that's the terms that these people think about online video games in. They take it so seriously. It's really embarrassing, is the best word I can find right now. I, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, and then and then you see entire threads where everything is deleted because the mods have banned everyone oh, of course. who's tried to have a discussion about some topic because, like... Oh, it's doxing because uh, you know you it's mentioned it's against person. rule six. Uh, it's against rule yeah. six, seven, eight, subsection C. Fuck Reddit. Fuck the internet. Yep, I agree. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have beef right now on Twitter. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, who even knows? Is it? 
Who even knows if it's them? Who knows? It's, it's almost certainly these not are, Hillary Clinton. These are accounts run by interns. Come on. Like, why care? Because <laughs> it's Twitter, and Twitter's really serious. Yeah, it is. Um, it's the, all right. the battleground of American politics in 2016. Do you have anything else news-wise? I don't. Do you have any predictions for E3? Do you have any? Okay, uh, yeah, that would be good. Let's E3 predictions. Wise, wise in the year 2000 prediction. Okay, um, I guess we can kind of go back and forth to keep, you know, the pace. I think Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix will get a release state. Well, Nintendo might not be doing anything other than I think whatever. it's going to happen. We'll see. Uh... We'll see All Horizon right. Zero Dawn. Yeah, somewhere. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I didn't mention that. It, I think I already knew this, and then I forgot. It's PS4 only. Yeah. I don't have a PS4. Well, you need a PS4. Anyway, yeah. Um, did you did you ever play the Bloodborne DLC? No. Okay. Yeah. If you get that, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Last Guardian, then. I think that's like justified purchase. Right the Uncharted there. collection. There's a lot of stuff that I could yeah, get on yeah, PS4. Yeah. I, I've I've thought about getting one for a while. I'll probably get the old version once the new PS4 comes the, out. The longer It'll you wait, the better a decision yeah. it becomes. So, all right. Um, let's see. I haven't thought about predictions at all. I just threw this out there. Uh, hmm. Another prediction: We'll see something of Last Guardian, or it will be dead forever. <laughs> Yeah, that's. He said it's coming thought. out this year. Nah, it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. It'll be fine. Um. Uh, hmm. Let's get some wild predictions. How about that? Wild predictions. Um. What do you think Microsoft's gonna do? <laughs> God, I don't know. You've got Halo Five, I guess. Well, that came out. Did five come out? Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it came out like a year ago. Who gives a shit about Halo anymore? Yep. Um, what does Microsoft have other? I Halo? actually don't know. Crackdown three. Oh wait, that came out though, didn't it? No. Oh, all right. They actually haven't like shown anything recently. I don't think at all. Um. That's not a wild prediction, though. Let's get extreme. Well, there's not a wild Let's get yeah, Peter Molly prediction. Extreme. That would definitely be there. Um, shit, yeah. There's, they got to bring back something old. Connect. Crimson Skies. Oh. There'll be a new Crimson Skies oh, okay. on the Xbox One. All right. That's a real wild one. I would love that. I loved Crimson Skies. It was a great, great fucking game. Um, yeah, maybe Halo 6. It might be too soon. I don't know. Who cares, though? Um... Oh god. You know, this I'm gonna just, go for this. This super... is so weird. Oh shit, wait. They haven't well, done the VR stuff, right? There will be a shit ton of VR stuff. That I'm not uh, looking forward to at all. Yeah. Um Oh! This is something I can mention. I did get a chance to try a Vive. Oh really? I did, yeah. Um it was cool. It was absolutely not worth eight hundred dollars. <laughs> not sure. even in your wildest fantasy is worth that much. Um there was a noticeable screen door effect on like the edges. I heard that yeah. on the Oculus too. So know that the Vive has not fixed that problem. It's just something inherent to VR. 
the one one controllers were really cool. One of my favorite things I got to do was the sketch pad, the Google sketch thing, yeah, where you're God, painting in three D. Cool. It was really cool. Um, there was you could choose what environment you wanted to be in. So I yeah. went to space, and there was a three dimensional moon in front of me, and I got to like um, give a little give a little three dimensional hat by actually drawing out the whole thing in three dimensions and put a little brim on the hat and drew a little face on the moon so to extend cool. it out and. 3D teeth and everything. It was fun. It was really fun. Um, but, and I did see that giant bum compilation of uh, VR games aren't quite there yet. You must have yeah. seen it. Uh, I don't know how well it's, or even what the application is in games. Because when I first heard of VR, I thought it was going to be just giving you a massive, immersive field view in regular games. I thought you'd sit there with a the mouse and keyboard and just play this really, really immersive first-person shooter or something like that. But it, it doesn't seem like that at all. It seems only some games work with it, and they basically are all shitty tech demo-type games. Um, I think it just needs time. I, so here's the thing The technology about can be good. Yeah, That's and the thing, about, the thing about that video is... I hate that video, but it... I watched the actual stream. That video nitpicked the absolute worst of a hours-long stream, and it, it edited down to like 15 minutes, or whatever. There, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Um, it's still not necessarily anything that makes a good video game. It's all experiences so far. Yeah, I do think there is there's a chance for. I, I think part of what you need is the bravery of the developers to do something outside of people's comfort zone. Um, because right now people are getting sick and they're saying, oh, well, I don't like, I don't like moving while wearing the headset. Like if the character moves, I get sick. I don't like that. And so they're being very, very conservative with what they try. And I think as we move along, it'll get better. Because like, I'm sure that that was the original argument for using two hands on the keyboard in FPS, you know, like, well, the mouse is like, it feels so weird. How can we use the mouse? And then once, once people got used to it, I remember the first time I tried dual, dual joysticks and I was totally confused and hated it. And well, see, I realized there was nothing strange about the, the motion while I was on my head. There was nothing that was moving me forward independent of my head movement. But yeah. still, if it's something that you can predict, and you're not just getting jerked around. Yeah, you're randomly. controlling it. I, don't, I, I just don't really see it. It felt like just a screen that was close to my head. Yeah, I don't see why... I mean, I, I get it. Some people do get sick from it or whatever, but but I don't think that'll be a problem for me either. And and But right now, there's very, very few games where you're just a character walking around in a world. Everything limits you to a platform or limits you to a room yeah, to try to... That was one yeah. of the weirdest things, is everything that they showed was just use stationary doing yeah. something and it just feels unnecessary and there's there's been some workarounds where like they use the little teleportation stuff and that that works okay but it seems like an unnecessary workaround because it, i i i think that people can get used to just moving around like in a classic video game way um but i've always thought i mean i i think the main the main thing that i would want vr for is the cockpit experiences of like being in a space sim or flight sim or something like that and being able to look around in the cockpit that's huge um especially like i love flying helicopters in games 
if I had VR, it would make flying a helicopter so much easier. Because like if you're coming in for a landing and you flare up, you have to look down at your feet. You can't do that in the game because there's not enough. You don't have hands. Um, so that would be a big deal for me. But that doesn't apply to most people who play games, obviously. But I, I, I think it'll be big. I don't think it'll be what everyone's playing games on in the future. Yeah. But I think it will be a thing. I think. It, I think so. There's potential. But there's yeah. not much but potential right now. It yeah. Seems like. Exactly. Nobody's made software to. to and to we really... are definitely gonna see a shit ton of VR E3. Yeah. And I, I really wonder what Sony's going to bring to the table because they're trying to make it so mainstream. And they, <sighs> if anybody could get the software train moving, it'd probably be Sony. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. we'll see. We'll see. That's the story of VR right now. We'll I see. don't know if this is going to be a super boring E3 with nothing interesting happening or if it'll just be a ton of surprises. Because so far it's like... <laughs> okay, There's nothing let's... that I'm thinking about like that 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 I'm really interested in. in you ready in... for the top shelf crazy predictions? Yeah, um, that would shake up this boring E3. Okay, they're not predictions; they're facts. You ready? Mark them on your calendar. Um, Mother Three localization, Halo Six PS4 exclusive. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? New From Software IP. Red Dead Redemption on the PC. I'm calling it. It's coming this year. Red Dead Redemption PC, Red Dead Redemption 2 announcement. Also PC. PC exclusive. God. Uh, Star Citizen, still nothing. God. <laughs> Even in your wildest dreams. It's 2016, Skivvy, and there's no Star Citizen, and no one is surprised. I was reading, uh, just today, again, I was reading people defending Star Citizen, saying, oh, well, it's a thing. I mean, it works. You can play it. No. You can play some modules. You can have some some Star Citizen experiences. I like a good experience. I will say. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't really have much to... risk to make predictions off of. Yeah. Um, Dark Souls Three DLC probably. I guess we'll so. Say something yeah. About it. Yeah. Bloodborne PC. Doubt it. <laughs> no way. Oh, maybe. Demon Souls remaster. That seems, you know, slightly plausible. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not expecting it, but yeah, I, I, it's I, something I, I I'll be listening for. I I would be surprised to see it, but but it would make sense, I guess. Um, I would be happy. That's for I'm, sure. I think there should be a lot of remasters. I think that they're making a Halo 3 anniversary. Now, this was a very unconfirmed rumor. But Halo 3 anniversary... It hasn't even been 10 years yet. I mean, it will be 10 years by the time it would come out, but still. Here's a crazier prediction. Halo 3 PC. I think that's way more likely than, than a remaster. That'd be really they, cool. Because Microsoft is trying to merge... PC with Xbox, you know. So like, oh, you know what? That would push a lot of people to do it. I know that you can do the Halo Online thing, the Russian, but nobody does that. Your average customer doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But what might push people onto the Windows Store platform is, hey, you can play Halo Three on your computer, and the the online works perfectly. Just go yeah, in and play. Yeah, they need exclusives. They need stuff that, that brings you to you the store because apparently, <laughs> from what I've seen of statistics of like. Uh, I think Tomb Raider was the example that I saw, 
where like 98% of the sales were on Steam instead of the Windows Store, and that was supposed to be like their big flagship release. Um, I guess Crackdown 3 is an Xbox exclusive. I imagine that one won't come into the PC, but but they did, yeah. I, I'll be really impressed if they do carry out their, not promises, but what they seem to be implying with, with how they're supporting the PC platform, but I don't know. I would expect to see Gears of War. Mm. Yeah. I expect it. I, I think, they announced I think a new be. one, so yeah, there'd probably be more on it. Yeah, they showed gameplay last year. Yeah, it was a cool Last of Us very it's serious story game. the most forgetful game. gameplay probably of the entire <laughs> conference. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, do you want to do live streams again? I, uh, Sunday night when it starts. Yeah, I, I, I want to do that. I guess after work Monday, there'll be some conferences. Is it Sunday? I thought it was like in the middle of the week. Well, E3, <laughs> E3 itself starts, I guess, Monday. But Bethesda and now EA, are, I think those two are doing Sunday. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I could probably do a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next day, like, Xbox, Sony, PC... I think there's some stuff Tuesday, too. Like, Nintendo's Tuesday. But that's their own thing, too, I think. I don't think they're doing E3 yeah, they're officially. Just... Nintendo's Nintendo. But, yeah, I'd be willing to do a live stream. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. We'll probably do that. Tune in. And, um... I, I'll just stay after. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Push Shout. And we will hit you with the latest E3 news once it actually happens. See ya. Don't even bother watching E3. Just listen to the podcast. You know, the boys will hook you up. Yeah. <laughs>